All my gingers gather round, it's the ginger appreciation song. We love you and you love me because we're all redheads. Some of us are pale, some of us are freckled, and if you're lucky, you're like me and you're tan, freckled, and gorgeous. Hello everyone, and welcome back to A Whole Lot of Ginger with your host, Kylan Silva. Alright guys, I got, I got a lot to say opening up this day. We're not going to start with rants. We're going to talk about why I'm feeling great, grand, amazing, wonderful, awesome right now. First, went in to the pizza place, thought I had to work tonight. Turns out Melissa was working instead. So that's great news and that's why I'm here recording for you guys early in the week on a Tuesday, getting a good start. Here I am. Second reason why I'm happy, you guys, uh, I just got an email saying I got a sponsor for the podcast so I could do an ad. So there'll be an ad thrown in somewhere in this episode. Mind you, it is just Spotify for podcasters, what I use to podcast, but they are doing an ad because through their app, you can get ads. So I signed up for it and it's taken a while. And can you believe we're way down in our numbers, but I got an ad. So I'm going to record that ad in a little bit, and then I'll throw that recorded ad into all my podcasts. So you're just going to have to listen to me talk through that. It'll be the same on all of them, too. You might get kind of annoyed with it, but you know what? You can skip ahead if you don't want to listen to it, or you can just say, wow, I'm so proud of Kylan because listening to it, it, uh, I guess maybe will make me some money. If you really want to know how much money, it's only $14 for a thousand listeners. So it's going to take me, what's what's 20 into a thousand? I'll do it right now. 1,000 divided by 20. It's going to take me 50 episodes probably. <laughs> Until I make my 14 bucks. But one day, I guess at the end of this year. So one can dream. But I'll do it anyways. Okay, you guys, third reason for the excitement, if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, make sure you follow Whole Lot of Ginger on Instagram. I posted it on there, and I talked about it last week, but I'm talking about it now. My stickers came in the mail. 200 of them to describe it if you haven't seen it. It's a circle. It says a whole lot of ginger with the little flame. And then in tiny writing, it says a podcast created by Kylan Silva out now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And then it has the Instagram emoji with at whole lot of ginger. I got the stickers. If you want one, DM me, text me, contact me, and I'll send them to you because I went to the post office and I got stamps, American flag stamps, and I got 12 13, 46, 20 stamps. So the first 20 people, you're the ones who make the VIP list and get a sticker. That's that's the intro segment that I got for you. I just jumped right into it. Let's get into rants and thoughts for this week. I've had a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts, okay? And I've had a lot of people requesting thoughts. Number one, French onion dip, okay? French onion dip. You know, the lace French onion dip that you get in the can at the store? Well, sometimes I crave it. And do you know why I crave it? I don't know. It's just my body. But my friend Ashley, shout out Ashley Grayless. She's on the VIP list. 
she, me and her used to eat up that French onion dip in a bag of chips in college. And so sometimes I'll get a craving for it, but I never ever let myself, if I'm grocery shopping, I don't let myself buy the French onion dip the first time I have a craving. And I don't let myself buy it the second or even the third time I have the craving I go into the grocery store. I have to wait until I'm like eight times into the craving. You know, I got to draw it out. I got to make sure I really want it because it's a reward. It's a treat. It's unhealthy. And I just know I'm going to gobble it down. So you get that little can. Mind you, they just came out with a double version of that can. I didn't allow myself to buy that. I bought the smaller one. But I bought it as a treat for myself last night because I was feeling good. I was feeling great. And I get home and I start munching down. I got ruffles, the curvy ones. And right halfway through the can later, I'm giggling because I'm like this can, I mean, it's probably two servings, right? It's like, it's for one or two people to eat. If you're a single person, then you can eat it two times. If you're with someone else, you eat it once. Wrong. That is so wrong. Because I look at the can and I just happened to glance, it said 60 calories. I was like, damn, I thought it would be more calories than that. Then I peeked my eyes up just slightly where it says servings, 13. They're 13 servings. It's like two tablespoons is a serving. And I just sat there and I looked into the can and I thought, oh God, I just ate seven servings. I just ate seven servings and I'm going to eat seven more. I guess six and a half more. But seriously, seriously, why would you make a can of that much if I'm just going to sit here and eat the whole thing? Which, you know what? I didn't eat the whole thing. I probably only ate nine and a half servings, but still nine and a half servings. Also, how am I, have, how am I supposed to have the self-control to only eat two tablespoons? That's like three chips worth. I don't want, I want more dip to chip ratio, right? I don't need that much chip. I don't really like the chips that much. I don't like them on their own. The dip, I'm like <laughs> slurping it down, right? It just, it makes no sense. And I'm upset. I'm upset with the company for putting it out in those cans and letting there be that many servings in it when they know that you can just devour it if you're by yourself. How am I supposed to have the self-control to stop eating it? I genuinely don't understand. So I'm mad. I am upset. That was, that that really is my rant. Turning into the next thing I got to talk about. People, people, people. I want you to close your eyes and think about how clean is your body really? Are you cleaning all of your body parts in the shower? Maybe you are and maybe it's just me that's different. But you know what I realized? I never clean from behind my ears. One, I don't wash my hair every day. So if you're not washing your hair every day, how do you, you can't even clean your ears those days or behind them. When I do wash my hair, I guess I'm just assuming the soap from my hair gets behind my ears, but I don't think it is. I think I got dirty behind my ears. Anybody else? Is it just me? I don't know. I, I just realized that. And you know what else? I literally can't even tell you the last time I cleaned is my belly button. I'll be the first to say it. I don't clean my belly button in this. Sh Do you got? Am I supposed to? Am I doing it wrong? Comment and let me know if I'm doing it wrong. But it's not like, look, I'm looking at my belly button. She, like, she doesn't look dirty. 
But if you took a microscope to my belly button, is there a tiny world growing inside? Is that how dirty it is? Or is, is I kind of have the mindset sometimes when I shower that if you got soap at the top of your body, it's hitting all the points of your lower body. But is that, is that the wrong mindset to have is the question. I think I'm clean. I shower at least once a day, if not more. I mean, I'm washing my hair probably two, maybe three times a week just because I want her, you know, to grow. But I don't know. I feel like I'm neglecting the back of my ears and my belly button. And I want to know if I'm alone in that or if other people also think they're neglectful. You know what I also realized talking about this and how I'm just talking and talking and no one's talking back to me? I should do stand-up comedy because then I would have an audience who could respond. Would people laugh? Who knows? But if I made one person laugh, or if I had one response, if I had one, if I said, who cleans their belly button, I would get an immediate response. I ain't getting an immediate response on this. I think I found my new calling. I'm going to do stand-up comedy. I was looking at it today. I've decided that I have to, I'm going to write a script and then I will find somewhere to do stand-up comedy. Mind you, the first time I go on stage, you're probably going to have to get me a couple drinks deep because there's no way I'm doing it sober. I would be way too scared. But also, who knows? It was just a thought I had. That's what the beginning of this podcast really is, is thoughts. But a lot of these were written down. Last thought, which I'm sorry, guys, I think this is going to be controversial. And I think that I might lose some followers. Octopus Lover 8 on TikTok, you guys. I watch his videos, okay? He is funny. But are you kidding me? I could do what that man is doing. He literally, everyone is giving him his prompts. Then he probably takes one shot and then just posts it. For anyone who doesn't know who um, Octopus Lover 8 is, he's this guy on TikTok who makes like 30 second long videos and someone will reenact the, a person who was performing in the play when Abraham Lincoln got shot. Or reenact the person who got the first phone call ever, right? And he doesn't even really dress up or do anything. He just will be like, it's 15 to 30 seconds. And he just sits on his couch or stands in his living room and does it. Like, boy, come Are you, why didn't any of us think of this first? Why didn't I think of this first? Out here, he's probably making bank now. Doing that little shit. And I'm over here with 20 listeners on my podcast. (laughs) Whatever, I'm not salty. But maybe one day we'll get back to 30 people listening. Or maybe not. But I'm going to plaster my stickers all over everywhere. And when I send them out to people, y'all better do this freaking same. And maybe we'll get a bigger following. All right, you guys. That's all the ranting I got in my whole soul. Okay? We got that out of the way with. First um, segment past ranting and intro that I want to do is, does anyone know what month it is? It's March. And you know what is the only acceptable emotion in this month of March? Mad. 
It's March Madness, baby. And you know what that means? It means it's time to put together a silly, goofy little bracket. I think I've made a bracket the past 10 plus years, probably. No, more like 8, 9, no, close to 10. I do it with my family members and all I have to say is that I did a little, I put a little thing on my private story and you know what, I'll put it on, I'll put it on the Instagram right now too. Right now though, the only two people in the bracket are me, Sydney, and Reese. So I, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be too late to join, but I will put it on the Insta right now and I'll send the link to anyone else who wants to be in the silly, goofy little bracket. Anyways, do you know what that means when you have to be in the silly, goofy little, when you have to make a bracket? It's a lot of choices. Fate is in your lap. And so you go to the CBS app. At least that's the one I use. And they say, here you go. Here's this giant graph. Click which team. And they make it pretty cool. You can just pick your complete own, right? That's what I do. I just choose. I choose my own teams who I think maybe has a better mascot or I like their colors more sometimes if I can't decide between the two. But what they do for you for every matchup is they show you all the statistics of the team. So then when you can pick, when you're picking between the teams, it kind of tells you who to go with, like low-key. You can also pick predetermined ones. You could pick ones based on, you know, they have brackets that are statistic, have different statistics. That's all a bunch of cheating. I just pick who I want, okay? Now, I think the hardest part is picking the upsets. You have to always choose some nines over eights. And I always feel like an 11 or a 13 or a 14 kind of will win. But honestly, you guys, I can't tell you to pick. And by the time this comes out, I'm not even going to be able to give you a good enough idea of who to pick because it already, it's already too late. I have in one bracket, Texas beating Alabama. Another bracket, I have Texas beating Baylor. And then I have Alabama winning one and Gonzaga winning one. Who knows who will win? But that's just, that's where the path led me. So if you did a little silly, goofy bracket, let me know who you think's going to win. And maybe we'll keep in touch during this crazy season of the March Madness. What, what do you say? Let's keep in touch. All right, everybody. So for the main segment of today's episode... I thought I would talk about beaches. I have lived in a lot of beach towns. Tropical destinations, you could say. Oceanfront living is another word for it. So I'd say I kind of gotten beaches down and I've gone to a lot of beaches. So I'm gonna give a rundown of my favorite beaches and the beaches I've been to and just probably not the greatest beaches. So here we here we go. All right, everybody. So we'll start 
I mean, where should we start with beaches? Let's start in Hawaii. For a little history, for anyone who doesn't know, I went to the University of Hawaii at Manoa from 2018 until 20, the beginning of 2022. I graduated a semester early. So just to put it in perspective, I had a lot of beach time in Hawaii. So I feel as if I can give a good representation of the beaches on Oahu. If anyone is planning a trip to Oahu, here are my beach recommendations for you. Top beach that comes to mind is Lanikai or Kailua, either or. I think they're one and the same almost. They're connected, so they're right right next to each other. The sand, so soft, so fine. It's amazing, but also kind of gets everywhere. But when you're just at the beach enjoying the beach, the sand is wonderful. The water is crystal blue. There are gorgeous little islands off the coast from it. So you can stare out at these two cute little islands. When it's windy, people will kite surf and windsurf, all that stuff. So it's fun to watch even if it's a windy day. When it's not a windy day, the water can be super clear. You can go out and swim. You can snorkel a bit in some places. It's just a really, really relaxing, peaceful, gorgeous beach. There's palm trees. It's just really pleasant. It's beautiful. Uh, another beach that I think is cute, fun, enjoyable is Waimanalo or Bellows. Great beaches also. They can have a little more wave action. So if you want to go a little boogie board, sometimes it can get a little crazy, but not really too much. And the sand there I think is really soft and lovely. The water is great. There can be some jellyfish problemos there, but overall great beach and not always as crowded as other beaches. And you have the mountains right behind you, so that's really pretty. But the mountains can also cause later in the day the sun sometimes goes behind them and it can get a little chilly. So those are my thoughts. Favorite beaches for North Shore? Keiki's is always my go-to, my number one beach. I love it so much. It is amazing. Huge, huge sand area, giant beaches, gorgeous ocean. In the summertime, it's so fun to play in the ocean, play in the waves. In the wintertime, you do not go in the water. It is crazy dangerous, big waves, big energy. But for the summertime, it is so fun and blue. You can go snorkel out there too if you want to. And the other one is Sunset Beach, also great, gorgeous, but same thing. Any of the North Shore beaches in the winter time are gonna be your big wave beaches where all the surf competitions are happening. So you go out there to Pipe Masters and to Sunset to go see all the big wave surfers surf some waves. And in the summertime, it's much calmer. You can go to uh, Waimea Bay is this cute little bay. Parking is very hard for it. That's the one thing. And it can get pretty crowded. But it has a big beach. People will come pull their boats up in there. There's a big jumping rock you can jump off of. Really fun. You can go out there and snorkel or you can just chill in the water right there. Super pleasant. If you want some other snorkeling on the North Shore, you can go to Shark's Cove and do a little snorkeling there. 
that's really great. You can go into more of a protected area too where all the weird tourists go or you can just jump off the rocks in there. You'll see turtles, all different kinds of fish right off the shore right there. Also Turtle Beach, I'm not sure its actual name, but I call it Turtle Beach there. you drive When you're driving down the road, there's always a ton of turtles right there and people surf there, I think more in the summertime. So that's really cool. Those are just some of my faves. Um, what else do I like in Hawaii? Uh, for good surf that I just always go to because it was close to my house is Waikiki Beach. You go right off there and go surf canoes right there. I mean, yes, it's crowded, but I lived a mile away from it. So you could catch me there all the time. I was kind of calculating. I think within the past four years, I've always lived within a mile of the ocean, except for the brief time I moved home to Colorado for a couple months. But other than that, I've always been within a mile of the ocean when I've lived next to a beach. So I've kind of been spoiled. But Waikiki Beach, I mean, it's not the best beach, but I've seen turtles there. I've gone snorkeling there. The water can be clear as day. There can be waves to make it a little more fun. You can go when it's completely flat and calm and you just lay and you can float out for a while because it doesn't get very deep. So I don't mind it. My favorite snorkeling beach of all time, though, on Oahu is Electric Beach. That is on the west side. It's by this big power plant. The beach itself is really small, and it's not really there to go be a sitting beach. There's better beaches on the west side to hang out. But for snorkeling, you go out right from there, and you can see turtles, stingray, sharks, dolphins i've seen seals there lots of different things so you can kind of see it all out of there and my favorite beach for shell diving stuff if you go to kiana point state park on the west side there are some great little beaches over there where you can go diving for shells so that's super super duper fun and those beaches are gorgeous and they don't get as crowded either you just have to drive all the way to the end of the of the west side to get to it. but that's my little concise beach review i could talk in depth about more beaches but i also don't want to give away all the tips and trades and secrets of the beaches uh but i just wanted to give everyone a little glimpse since i do kind of have a, no- a lot of knowledge on living on an island and if anyone's planning a trip to hawaii let me know and i can give you many more recommendations uh, I should do a little where to eat when you go around the island sometime or a little, I'll do, a, I'll do in one of my episodes, a day trip around the island and all the places you could stop. But moving on from Hawaii beaches, I also lived in the Outer Banks and have visited the Outer Banks every single year on my family vacation. We go to Kerala. So that's the northernmost part of the Outer Banks before you get to the beach where it's a drive-on beach. Now, here's what I have to say about the beaches in North Carolina. They're huge. There's a ton of sand. You got a good amount of beach area, but there is an extreme high tide and low tide, which takes, when a high tide, it takes like half the beach away. It can be wavy there. It can also be calm. You never really know what kind of day you're going to get. Not good beaches for snorkeling. It's not that crystal clear water. But I don't mind the sand too much. You can find some shells. You can find some beach glass. Not amazing life-changing shells, but there's shells and there's beach glass. There are some biting flies, depending on which way the wind moves. And to get to the beach, there's a big row of sand dunes along the back of the beach to protect all the houses and 
everything and for the shape of the beach. So you get over across on boardwalks. Not as much public beach access just because it's a lot of the vacation homes and neighborhoods right along the beach. If you head up into the 4x4 beach, which is where you can drive, it's called Corova, that beach there are wild horses on. So you can go up and see the wild horses. That's really cool. But I kind of get the same vibe from all the beaches in the Outer Banks. They're very similar vibe like that. You can surf at them. You can boogie board. They're fun waves to play in. Normally it's not too aggressive, but they can get some gnarly riptides. So you don't want to go throw your tiny child in, but it's not, some days it's completely flat. So that's just kind of how it is. Those are kind of all the beaches I know for North Carolina. Moving down to Florida, because I live now in the Florida Keys. Let me tell you guys something about the Florida Keys. It's not really a beach town as much as it is a boating town. It's big, big boating. If you want to go on a beach vacation, specifically specifying the word beach, don't go to the Florida Keys. That's what I have to tell you right off the bat. The beaches here are, I think they're all man-made. They're, here's the thing. So I live a mile from Sombrero Beach, which is one of the best beaches in the Florida Keys. People love Sombrero Beach. And it is a nice beach. It's completely maintained. There are gorgeous bathrooms, they have picnic tables, they have play areas. It's a very nice, well-managed, put-together beach. But it's all man-made. The beach area is not very big, as big as you would want it to be. It gets super crowded. Now, mind you, the water in Florida, since there is the third largest reef in the world, there's a lot of cool stuff in the water. The water is crystal clear. Just as in Hawaii and North Carolina, you can see dolphins from the beach here. You can snorkel right off the beach. And I saw people the other day catch lobster and crabs right off the beach. So you can find some super cool stuff, but there is a ton of seagrass, which is kind of like seaweed, but it's grass. And it will wash up on the beach depending on which way the wind blows and just it'll go have these big clumps all along the edge of where the water hits the sand. And it's just not really that big of a beach. I don't, compared to Hawaii and North Carolina, I don't think it's great. The water's nice. And the water is completely flat. So super kid friendly. Everyone goes out in kayaks and paddle boards. You see all the boats going past. It's a cool vibe, but it's not anywhere near the best beach that I've been to. Uh, I don't mind the sand. The sand is all right. I think it's man-made, though. It doesn't feel very natural. Another beach that I've been to is Veterans Beach. It's right on the west side of the Seven Mile Bridge. The cool thing about that beach is the beach itself is also terrible, very subpar. It's super skinny, not a lot of beach room and can get really crowded, but the water is really shallow around it. So there's these channels where there's no seagrass or anything where you can walk out a quarter of a mile, almost to a half mile out and not even be waist deep. And you can see when you're driving across the bridge and even when you're just sitting on the beach, the clear, clear water and you can see the channels where you can go walk out in them. And you can snorkel all around there too and see a lot of cool stuff. So that's really, really cool. 
but still not there just not really as much beaches for sitting back and enjoying the beachness of it there's also bahia honda i'm bay honda somehow like you say it like that and curry hammock the state parks those are feel like it's 450 or 350 plus another 50 cents to a dollar per person who enters it's cheap but you have to pay to get into them sometimes they can have really long lines curry hammock the beach itself also isn't great but you can see a lot of stuff snorkeling there's a sandbar off the edge of it where you can see people in boats you could go paddle out on a paddleboard or kayak to the sandbar bayo honda has beachside on the gulf side and the ocean side and there people i think snorkel and stuff their beaches are also just eh. but they have some hiking trails around honestly in the keys i haven't really seen any amazing beaches some of the private houses have their own private beaches not private, but just the houses have their own private beaches that are groomed and maintained and have a bunch of palm trees. Everywhere around here has palm trees, so you can get some cool pictures, but definitely the beach is not as lush and great as other places I have lived. Now, a beach I've also been to in Florida that I did enjoy is Panama City Beach. I went there for spring break. And surprisingly, the beaches were pretty nice. They were huge, a lot of sand area. There was surfing ability. There's no surfing in the Florida Keys. All the beaches here, they're completely flat. You have to go up to at least Fort Lauderdale really to go surfing. But Panama City Beach, I really enjoyed if you're there for beach. The water was really clear. There were huge shells up there that you could find. Miami Beach I went to. The thing about Miami Beach, though, is that it's super crowded. It's a bunch of hotels, but they have a lot more sand. They have more wave action, and the water was decently clear. So those are my main beaches for Hawaii and East Coast. West Coast, California, I don't really like the California beaches because, one, they're cold, and two, the seaweed. I am not about the seaweed at all. I'm not about the coldness or the seaweed. In Hawaii, the water is not cold. In the Florida Keys, the water is not cold. In North Carolina, the beach will get cold in the wintertime. In the summertime, some days cold water rolls through, but it's not anything terrible. But I can't really give you a full intense report about the California beaches because I just haven't been to them enough. But personally, I think that they're, I don't know, there's seaweed. I'm not about the seaweed. Hawaii, you don't have seaweed. North Carolina, you don't have seaweed. Down here, you got the seagrass, but I can take the seagrass over the seaweed. So that's my little beach reveal. You guys, thank you once again for tuning in to episode eight. If you've made it this far, thanks. I appreciate it. One day I'll be big and famous and you will be the OGs, like I've said. Well, Live, laugh, love, pickleball pizza, do everything that you want to do. Also, happy St. Patty's Day. I think that we should all party hard this Friday evening in honor of Ginger Day.